everybody. Welcome back to Spiritual Threads, where we believe that love is big enough for all of our questions. We've got the usual crew here, Steve, Tracy, Stacy, and Greta. Uh, and here we are. Uh, we've been doing this now on a monthly basis instead of weekly, which makes it feel like it's been a long, long, long time, even though the four of us get together all the time and talk. <laughs> Those of you listening are just missing out on all of this, all of the richness that is our regular conversations. But uh, today I thought... Let's talk a little bit about where we're at with church. Um, we, we've all engaged to some degree or another, <laughs> re-engaged a little bit, um, uh, from, from I guess from a little bit to a lot, I guess, with church. But I think talking about that a little bit, but then just how, how do we view church differently than we did before our big deconstruction? Like, what did church look like to us before? What does it look like now? What are the differences, I guess, in how we engage with it, um, our thoughts toward it, our expectations of it, mm-hmm. just kind of that whole thing. So we might need to kind of bring our audience back up to speed as far as what our church experience was, but does anybody have some initial thoughts on, on that as you think about church before and church now? I think you should give the background first. Okay. Um, I think I should give the background first. So I'll give, well, well my background is, uh, we, all, we all have basically a conservative evangelical background. Um, you know, for me, I was very heavily involved in the church, um, not only in attending, but also eventually in leadership. Uh, at one point, ended up leaving my corporate job to become an executive pastor, uh, served on boards of churches, denominations, and that sort of thing. So really heavily involved in church and the conservative evangelical Baptist uh, Baptist upbringing, so church was really everything, and it's, I think it's a weird sort of combination for me of personal faith, but then it became a job, too, so there's sort of that mix of church mood from just being something I'd go into on a Sunday and really enjoying, to yeah. something I went to on a Sunday and really enjoyed, but I was working yeah. to some degree or another, you know, people wanted stuff or whatever, so I'd kind of lost already a bit of my worship experience of church. So church became a place more that I feel like I was serving more than I was getting something out of. And even like a different pair of lenses. You're, you're looking for specific things now when you are in staff, where before you weren't necessarily looking for those types of things. Maybe other things, but not what you're... You're paying attention to details like you never were before probably when you're on staff. For sure, yeah. Right. In my role, you know, kind of an administrative role, you know, I think if I went to church before, you know, way early on and I didn't really enjoy something, I'd be like whining about it. But I really don't enjoy that. I don't really like that music. I don't really, it, but it was a personal sort of thing. When you're on staff, you sort of go and think, okay, I don't think that works. I don't, I don't think people are really engaging with that. Or right. it's not really having the impact that we want it to have. Or, you know, you kind of, yeah, the, the or lens. when did we get started on, when did the worship band really start? Or when did the first person come out? Was it on time? I mean, all yeah, of some those of those details. cues. Some yeah. of those kinds yeah. of things even, yeah. Yeah, but That's just right. sort of through the lens yeah. of our, you know, is this is this as effective as a, of a worship service? Is it, you know, should we have donuts or not have donuts? We've got the balancing of the, mm-hmm. the budget with the, People really love donuts, you know. So you just kind of have a different yeah. set of, of of problems and issues and lenses that you're looking through. So I think that did take away from that. But I really did enjoy. I always enjoyed the musical part of worship, and I think that was a big part of my background before the uh, the question started hitting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, my background was pretty similar, obviously, just evangelical conservative, until things fell apart, and then we didn't go for a few years. But even when we weren't going in those years, I wasn't against any church. I was just saying, I just didn't feel at home in the churches I thought were available to me. If there was one down the street that I thought fit what I wanted, I would never have stopped going. We just thought there's no, there's no place in our community that we would fit. So yeah, I think that I think for me, some of that. I mean, I was a little bit, I was on staff, and when I decided to leave staff and all that stuff, you know, I was kind of burnt out on church. So I don't know if I would have went right away or not. But I know with, for you, Tracy, it was always like, you know, I miss church. I miss church, but we yeah. we were so both like, where can we even go? Yeah. And, you know, just for those of you who don't know, we're, you know, a pretty conservative rural area of Minnesota. And so, uh, you know, most of the churches are pretty, pretty conservative. And that's what we had started having mm-hmm. questions about. So where do you go? And I did drive to the cities here now and then. But then eventually I got too liberal for that church, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you guys? A little bit about your background, similarities, differences there. But what was church like before the big, uh, the, the slippery slope fun ride started. <laughs> yeah, pretty similar um, upbringing, conservative background, and I was never on staff officially. Um, but <laughs> just worked enough hours to be. But I worked <laughs> enough hours and the volunteer hours and loved you know just kind of grew up knowing that was kind of what would happen when you get to be an adult. You start working with the kids and you just um, volunteer around the church. And so, um, for me, that that process grew and changed a little bit then as I started to have issues with where we're heading as a church and um, some of the theology, starting asking some of these, you know, second and third questions that we've talked about, then now became, it wasn't for me as much fun to be around because I... It was now now I was doubting before it was just that's what it was this is the way life worked and it was told to me now I started to you know think a little differently so then that's when the slippery slope happened and for me that was um, our path out and when I stepped out I really wasn't like Tracy you said you'd have stepped in somewhere else I wasn't even looking even if there was there were several other churches that might have worked if I'd have tried it but I I was done trying at least for that time so Greta, what would, how would you explain your... Yeah, I kind of followed the three of you, kind of. I was on the, I was on staff latest and involved the most longest mm-hmm. at this specific church and wasn't really looking to... wasn't even sure of changing until we spent a whole summer up at our church camp and decided through that process of being away that, yeah, I was going to be... I mean, I, I, I was done with the job, but I wasn't sure if I wasn't going back to church until that summer. So... What do you think happened up there that changed your mind or solidified in your mind that you weren't going to go back? I don't know that it was that concrete of an okay. experience. I think when we came back, I just wasn't going to jump right back in, okay. and somebody else was already there doing the job I was doing, so I wasn't really necessarily sure what I was going to do. It was a little longer of a process than I think, in that way. Yeah. So, but that's probably my history of what it was like before. Yeah, and so we were all, I mean, we were all on sort of similar paths, or deep into the church, mm-hmm. serving the church, and then we all left the church 
not at the exact same time, like you kind of mentioned. I mean, I don't remember the order of things. I think uh, Tracy stopped going before I did, I think, right? Because I was on staff. I can barely remember. So I think I was on staff and felt like I should stay for a little while afterward, and I didn't want, I wanted the transition to be somewhat smooth, I guess. Maybe not. Maybe we went together, but could, did, were you guys still going? You guys were both still going after yep. we left. Yep. Yep, yep for, for, for maybe a, a year? A year or more, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, there was a time. Yep. Yeah. And then, then you went up, you went up to Bible camp and realized you shouldn't be going to church. <laughs> <laughs> what Bible yeah. camp was yeah, this? What was the, <laughs> Give ahead. him what, an endorsement. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Greta? What were you gonna say? <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of Stacy would come with me, but he wouldn't go into the service with me. He wouldn't. Yeah, you so know. you do not get credit for that. <laughs> Tracy out with the Tracy's donuts the whole time. And the people. What do you yeah. think? Church is the people? Yeah, that's right. He was it's having conversations in the, in the You were doing that for, before we left, though, too, to some degree. Yeah. Not not yeah. fully, but that was kind of your yeah. your oh, church, absolutely. what you love. We can talk about that a little bit. Like, let's just move into that. Like, what did you love about church and, and during our heyday? You know, I guess, because right. we, we had a heyday. Yeah, we did. We did a, we had a big yeah. heyday, and it was, gr- I, yeah. it was a great time. So what, yeah. what was it about church now, reflecting yeah. now, 10 years later, Ten years removed from our heyday. Yeah. What was our heyday? What did we love about church? You've got a child walking in here or something. Oh. Hello, child walking yeah. in here. Oh. We're we're in Studio B right now, and we've got we've got a special guest walking in that I'm you sure. You have we're... to cover Stacy for me. Here. Yeah. Now I get to really tell the real story. <laughs> well, let's just let's just tw- take a quick pause. All right. All right. So we're back. <laughs> a couple of kids running through the house. Um, yeah, just with the heyday. What what did we love about church in our heyday? And in the break, in our break, we were talking about you know the the saying you know we wish you wish you knew we were in the good old days. Well, you were in the good old days. Yeah. Kind of like that. Like Tracy said, we didn't really know it was our heyday. Yeah. You just right. thought that was life as normal. But now thinking back, yeah. what was it about church in our heyday that you well, loved? I, well, I think a big component for me is that we were had young children. We were young families and just life was busy so church had this component to it that was not just about my own spiritual walk or my spirituality it was about all the factors of having a family and children and what they were doing and wanting them to grow up learning how to serve other people and wanting them to grow up knowing other people who believed the same way we were we believed and um all of those components were part of i think the heyday and just it was a focus for us um, as a family, um, so that was part of it, and um, and then that led to knowing other families like yourselves and getting to spend time with them, and um, yeah, and a community that came that was a part of that. Um, I wasn't a part of all aspects of the community, but it was for sure um, a driving force in my life, my livelihood, my my energy, my life force. Everything was built into that experience at the time. Yeah, but for me, it's always been about the people, the conversations I had at church. Um, that it was a a weird word they put on when they say community because that meant something a little different to me that I was always looking for that I don't know that I believe church brings even though they use that word because I feel like there how do I say it there there's great conversations that happen the friendships are built but when we left 
I felt like those dropped as fast as they came. And so I don't know if that's, maybe that's community. And, and But I was hoping it was deeper than that. And I was feeling it was deeper than that. And I always enjoyed those conversations and feeling like there's deep conversations and we're getting deep theological and how we believe and those kinds of things. So that's what I would say I really appreciated about the heyday for me. Much more than sitting through a service, I'd rather sit out and have a conversation um, in the hallway even just about either real life or even conversations like we're having here. I, I always love that even more than the music or other things that other people were drawn to. Yeah, I think I think for me, I think it's 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 different than what yours is, just because I'm not I'm an I'm an introvert by trade. I think I like the deeper conversations, but it, it was interesting because I think the community for me was just being a being in a building with a bunch of people that I knew and knew me and just greeting back and forth that sort of thing. So I was okay with it never going deeper. It just felt like I belong here. You know, this is Cheers. This is the same feeling I have now when I go to Running Aces. You know, a lot of people. You might not have a deep relationship with a lot of them, but it just feels like we're part of the same family. It's like a family reunion or something every Sunday. So I think, like you, when when I left, I didn't probably pursue relationships as much as you did, but I was kind of surprised that some didn't really stick. Yeah. You know, and that's as much that's my doing as much as anybody's. Um, but yeah, I, I think for me that community side would it was more just this general sense of belonging. Hmm. I think. Or like I was accepted somehow or okay there. But I think for me, I think specifically for church, the the worship piece, the musical worship, was probably the biggest thing for me. I really enjoyed that. And I think as I reflected, it wasn't didn't feel this way at the time, but just as I reflected, I think feeling like I was doing it right, like doing hmm. life right. Yep. Um, I've got issues with that, <laughs> of wanting people to be proud of me or whatever. you know. And I think that was a part of it, like... If, if I were to ask myself, why did I quit the corporate gig and go, work, go to work for the church? If I'm honest, I think a part of it is to feel like I'm doing it right. Like I'm making a difference. I'm, hmm. I, you know, my mom's going to be proud. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, like I'm, yeah. I'm doing the right mm-hmm. thing. More so than it was, oh man, I just am so excited about working at the church. I was excited about working at the church. But it, I think it was a deeper sort of weird sense of... <laughs> making it or proving myself like I was a good Christian or just a good person or there's something there but but in the middle of it it just felt like I did feel like I was doing it I felt like I was contributing and I felt like I was you know adding value Um, and you were and and I think I was but um, so it just felt good it felt good as a job it felt good as as a worshiper you know it's hard for me to separate those sometimes because I just especially musically I just wanted to worship Mm -hmm. I don't feel as strong about it as Stacy is like relationships were you were surprised by what relationships were or were not afterwards but I think the way we we did it is taking three months of a summer and being away for that mm. long almost any relationship's going to suffer at some level when you're gone so long when you're we, working at the camp when you're working yeah when yeah. we were working at the camp and then to come back I didn't expect to be in anybody's routine you know I didn't expect except for those who were closest to I stayed in contact with, which would have been you guys and then the other Nelsons. And so, yeah, that was um, that was probably, I think, a part, a playing part or a factor in how separated, how, how deeply separated we were so quickly in that regard. I think if I had been home all summer, I would have gone to a few more things. I would have, it would have been more gradual. I might have even stayed in contact with a couple people. I don't know. 
for sure, but I think that there was something that affected, that was a, I don't know, it was, was yeah. quicker than I was expecting it, I guess. Well, but, to me, it's, yeah. it's very similar to me to thinking about, like, high school or college mm -hmm. or people that I knew at my jobs or whatever that I've, I'm not really in contact with many of them. Yeah. You know, some of them, but, but you know, if, you're, if you see somebody every day, every week, it's just so much easier to have a relationship with them, yes. for sure. You know, yes. so I think, you know, it's just it's just hard to maintain a relationship if yeah. you don't have something yeah. going on outside of church or outside of college already in place. Right. It's kind of hard to start something, especially, like you said, when we were young families and stuff, like, hey, we should get together every month. Or, yeah. That sounds yeah. great, but, you know, it's just really hard so to do, hard. for sure. Yeah. And then when all of your things were like Monday night was small group and Tuesday night was the Bible study, Wednesday night you had to yeah. do youth group, and then th was Thursday it was, was your, your social, social your, your yeah. day off. And, and But then on the weekends when you're on staff, then you were like, if yeah. they're going to do something on Saturday and Sunday, then you're, I mean, it was it was our lives. It Especially was, for and, you in children's ministry. With children's ministry, it was encompassing. Yeah. It was very, daunt in that way, it was um, a huge thing. And I think that's why going to summer camp was a a nice step for me because it was mm -hmm. I was doing ministry but I wasn't responsible for anybody I was I was up there manning a store I mean and it was with the people but not responsible for program and all of that was wonderful I think transition for me being that we just were so overwhelmed so you take that out of your life and the people you're leaving behind are still in that kind of lifestyle how do I even expect them to have time for me now that I'm not in there you know they're just as busy as when we left and they're still doing the retreats and they're still doing the Wednesday night youth right. group and Sunday school and they're doing get together with the Sunday school outside of Sunday school and all and of that kind of stuff. And they're small group and they're small, yeah, right? So they there, still yep. have this in their world yep. and we don't. And so it's, it's kind of, I mean, it's, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at the situation. I'm just realized that's what it is to be a part of that kind of community yep. and why it's so tricky and maybe why that community leads towards um, isolate isolating yeah. from the grand the community Ex at large, sort of yeah, insulation place because of all that you could do right there. Yeah, yeah. Trace, what about you? Heyday. Um, in the heyday, I think like you, I like the feeling of belonging. I liked the music, or I hated it. One of the two. <laughs> I waffled back and forth. So no different than everything else in your life. Yeah, okay. yeah. Loved it or hated it. Passion. Yeah. I think I just thought there would. Of course, we went there. I mean, or we did what we liked. I don't know. I never considered doing anything else but being involved. So, but I did like it. But you didn't connect the same way some people did. I didn't connect at our last church the way you guys were. Right. I didn't feel like kindred wise. spirits. Yeah. No. I had a very small eye of the needle. People had to fit through it that time. So, <laughs> Rare, very few did. <laughs> I've tried to A lot of camels old. waiting and outside now, the wall yeah. or whatever. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> so... Okay. So, so we have some of those heyday things. So now... I mean, do we, do we miss those things? Are those things we miss... Right now, where you look back at those, or are they just like, well, that was that was for the season, and that was great, and now I've kind of moved on to sort of other things. What or what elements of those that you shared do you feel like, man, I'm I'm craving that, I long for that, I wish I had that. I'm still craving a little bit more of those relationships. I had hoped to find other places for those conversations, those 
um, types of relationships and I haven't stumbled upon I haven't stumbled upon them I had hoped I could even create them by doing personal invites having a um, lunch every now and then having asking people to come over that type of a thing and because of schedules it just it just doesn't work very often and yeah. so I, I find I'm not having as many of those conversations and I wouldn't mind having I'm not dying without it but I would sure enjoy another place because you don't have that built in place like, right. like church if you didn't go into the service I know you did that somewhere you wouldn't go into the service you'd, right. just, you'd make it to the cafeteria yep Hang grab on. a donut grab a coffee grab a water whatever and yep. just have these great conversations with people yep enjoy. it doesn't mean they didn't enjoy them either but you don't have that built in now now you've got to manufacture that somehow yeah yep. okay yeah and at work they don't look highly upon standing around the copier and <laughs> talking for 45 minutes about something <laughs> real, real deep. Out. So, yeah. And you're not a coffee drinker, so Caribou and Starbucks, they're all oh, of it. I know. just can't stand around Coffee there. drinkers got it good. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not one either. <laughs> How about you guys? You miss it? I did miss it. That's why I like going to church now. Well, we'll get to that. Oh. Let's first talk about... So yeah. well, you said, but, you said you didn't, but you said you didn't really you haven't really connected you didn't really connect the same way some people did so what do you what do you what did you miss about the your heyday when we stopped going well just you know when you think about your heyday those things that you really when we were in the height of going to church and really attending church what when when we didn't go to church then what did you miss I missed feeling like we belonged somewhere because you really feel like an exile. I mean, I got used to not going to church every Sunday, and I was fine with that, but I definitely knew I was in exile. Hmm. And so I missed being a part of something. Yeah. I wonder if it's also a little, that word exile seems strong, but when you're talking about a personal faith, and it's related to this belief and this faith that you have, mm-hmm. It's not just like, oh, I'm not going to be part of Girl Scouts anymore. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm just not going to be this. <laughs> right, or I'm not going to, yeah, be a part of the community choir, or you're not going to, yeah. you know, whatever. You might not be in that book club anymore or something. Yeah. It was such an it's identity a, thing, it very and much, now it was gone. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's your whole, I, yeah, your identity is the perfect way to say it, yeah. Of our own free will, but it was still gone. Right, right. Yeah. I was going to say, the term exile sounds like it was put on you. I know. I put myself in exile. What do you call it? But I was wondering why you chose that word. Does it kind of, even though it was your choice, does it kind of feel like you were cast out a bit? Because your your thinking changed and now you could no longer belong. Yes, it was your choice to leave, but is there a deep feeling of kind of you were pushed out? I don't think I felt pushed out. I just felt alone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's hard not to not to imagine what people think. Yeah. Like if you leave the church, you yeah. know, I mean, what what are they thinking about you? To, you know, whatever. Not that yeah. you really do care, but yeah. there's part of that. Am I in exile? Because would I be welcome back? You know, you start mm-hmm. to wonder. You know, could could we even go back? Mm-hmm. If you wanted to. Yeah, it's hard. We don't. I don't know if my lack of running into people is because they're choosing not to right. run into me. Like they see me at Walmart and they go the other way. I don't know <laughs> if I don't see them, right, yeah. or something. I don't unclean, feel unclean. that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I doubt it. I but you do. I you doubt wonder doubt about that. What do people think? Yeah. 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 At least, yeah. I, never, and I probably do. You probably, you two probably don't. No, they maybe you don't. You probably never even thought. I, oh, I just know <laughs> what they think. <laughs> oh. Well, that's. I don't. Yeah, I'm kind of I feel like they really don't care. 
Uh, I don't think they care at all. But I do think if if I sat down with them and told them what I think, they'd be completely traumatized by my new belief system. I don't think they'd give a crap currently, but I feel like (laughs) we have no chance of being close again because if they knew what I believed, they would never go for it. I'd be on a prayer chain in a hot second. So that (laughs) assumption doesn't make me feel... Yeah, I guess I don't know that I feel the exact same way, and I think maybe maybe Steve and I are a little bit more similar in that way, that maybe there's more facets to relationships than just the that they wouldn't accept me because of what I would tell them, what I'm believing. But that's just my hopeful optimism, I suppose. That well, and I wouldn't would feel that way with friends outside of the church, but when it was friends with that was our main connection. Right, right. Right. You know, I don't expect other friends to... I mean, if I told them what I believe, they just wouldn't really care. <laughs> I mean, they'd either yeah, agree right, or not, right. but it wouldn't shake them up, my spiritual beliefs, core, necessarily. It's not a core yeah. issue. But if it's church friends, and that's all we really had in common, and then I got rid of those beliefs, then I feel like it's a little more... Makes yeah, and so maybe you have a... Maybe you started with a a larger social group because I would say almost everybody that I was in relationship with was a part of the church or a part of um, evangelistic environments in some way or another. Our families were both Stacy mm-hmm. and me. Right. I mean, we just had such a root in it that, yeah, so it kind of run a different... That's maybe why I have to hope for um, acceptance because yeah. if I don't think that they could, then I'm... I'm lost without anybody mm-hmm. in that sense, maybe. Makes sense. It, I don't think you'd feel as compelled as me to get your cards on the table. Yeah, no, not necessarily. I feel like there's other facets to relationship than just what I believe. Mm-hmm. That we can agree to disagree. I guess I can mm-hmm. try to agree to disagree. I don't know. I'm but without really them knowing it. they're disagreed with you, necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> I, just won't t- I just won't tell them. Because well, I think there's a, it's multifaceted, too. Yeah. I just don't right. like thinking if they knew the real me, right. I wouldn't be accepted. I guess I just don't like mm-hmm. that aspect. I yeah. know relationships are multifaceted, but I just think. I don't like thinking that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it in that way before because I don't feel like I'm not being true to myself. I'm just, I don't know. What is that? That's an interesting thought. You're just avoiding the things that would bring up conflict. Well, you might not even be avoiding them. But I'm not well, even... you're just not thinking about You're right, just not I'm thinking, not. I need to bring this up. Right, I think that's it. I don't even hmm. think of it. This, is, this relationship is my love for them, my concern for them, my interest in who they are is beyond a belief, my belief. And, and it's probably because, again, we've said this before, being more liberal, you have that option, I think, to be accepting and okay with whatever they're thinking. Is it not fair? Is it, not, is it not fair that they don't know in their conservative stance that I am? Be- I have become more liberal? I don't... Well, I think, maybe not. Maybe well, I think not Tracy fair, cares deeply about everybody. I, all those yeah. things that you said, I think Tracy's the same way, too. I think so if you're in a situation, though, say you, you're a friend of somebody's, um, who's super conservative yeah. and if they knew that you were more liberal they might have a problem with you and they might disconnect from you True. Yeah. If, if you guys never talked about that yeah. would it still bother you knowing that if they found out they might cut you off would that bother you 
Whereas I think that Tracy's saying that like if if they knew this about me, they wouldn't accept me fully. That's what I'm. That's that's what I think yeah, she's saying. Yeah. Even if you, even if they never talked about it, mm-hmm. I think she would feel like just knowing that they wouldn't accept the full me is enough to cause me to maybe move away a little bit. You know, would that bother yeah, you knowing no, that if they knew? Um, no, I guess I always see there's an opportunity. Maybe they'll come to my way of thinking if they see I'm a I'm a sweet, nice person still, even with my other way of thinking. Maybe they'll think differently. I don't know. I don't think I'm even evangelical and trying to be liberal. <laughs> I no, don't. No. But I think I'm just trying. I don't know. I guess. Well, I there's nothing have, wrong with it. Like that's just the yeah, difference. Is that yeah. you're okay knowing I'm that okay. if they find this out about me, they might not accept me. Yeah, I guess so. But we're talking. Um, maybe I'm talking about associations, and you're talking about bosom buddies or something, and that might make a difference. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where I need to maybe think about what are you thinking. Who, of whom you speak, you know, <laughs> that kind wow. of thing. Where I might be thinking, when you ask me the question, I'm thinking of um, people that were kind of even at the same level of friendship that I was, that we're at at our old church. Even I've tried to connect with them in, in those pieces, and we do connect with some of them, and I feel that that's okay. I'm not too worried. Now, if it was my family, maybe I would have to think about that a little bit differently but even then I'm more interested in others than I am in others in knowing about me <laughs> <laughs> and I'm okay with that I guess that's kind of my style I don't know it's always kind of been that way well and I always tell Greta she's really good at presuming welcome and apparently even in hostile territory she's very good at presuming welcome <laughs> No matter what. Even so. when you have no business. <laughs> when you are not Even when it lies in the face of common sense, she presumes welcome. So it's a nice skill to have. <laughs> Even the door-to-door faiths that are in their community, I just assume they like me or something. Even if I know. Whatever. Anyway. All evidence to the contrary. All evidence to the contrary. I'm going to presume welcome. <laughs> Oh. So, did you share already? Kind of like what do you what do you miss about some of those things? Did we all kind of share? I don't think she said. I don't think so. I think I, um, it's it's the community piece is what I miss the most because I feel I've been as intentional and as devoted to my spirituality since then. So, it's maybe venues of worship because I do love music. I do connect to music. Um, that's probably the one thing going forward that is probably most impactful for me in making decisions of church or not church and those things. But um, commu- along with community, I miss those friendships. But again, kind of, I like your um, example, Steve, about high school and college and first jobs kind of thing. People move through our lives. So that does help me to see it that way. That this is the journey and we've taken steps in a certain direction now what I'm st- what I what I miss now is the being a part of something feeling like I'm in exile is kind of, is hard it gets it gets tiring it gets lonely at times as well yeah I think that's it okay so now to some degree or another we, we've all sort of inched our way back into church I guess you know I'm kind of curious to varying degrees to varying degrees um, I'm going to call yours an inching, right? <laughs> he's <laughs> he's, he's been in the doors of a church. Right, he's darker than... No, he's no. Dark as the More in the last well, so, no, I, I think then. it'd be good just kind of t- think about that. Just share a little bit about what does church look like for you now, like in terms of 
how much are you involved? Then we can talk a little bit about what's it doing for you. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know? Or how you got there. You what does it look for? Like, yeah. for what does it look like for you now? Well, we've gone to a church for two years now. Yeah, New Year's Day of 17. So, yeah. So it's a little years. over two years, yeah. And it's a, it's a Methodist church, which is the swear word. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Methodist, liberal Methodist church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've gone a That's couple a years. That's a whole other yeah. topic. Yeah. Of the last couple of weeks. But it's very, it's very different. So it's, it's a church experience. Um, in some ways, very similar. In some ways, very different. But go ahead. What were you going to say? I, what was the question again? What's, well, just, what, what's our experience? What are we doing oh, now? Yeah. What are we doing now? And then what's it doing for you? Yeah. So we're going, and I love it. I love it. I don't know. Well, I'd say you, word. well I would say you are the, you, of the four of us, you are the most involved in church. I mean, in terms of your, oh your, your attending almost every week, you're in choir yeah. Yeah. every week. Uh, we're all kind of doing things, but it feels like you're the most engaged. Mm-hmm. You're going to, when they have Ash, you know, Wednesday, Ash Wednesday service, you know, those kind of things. You're, kind, yeah. you're, you're taking in as much as you can. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Not why would you do that, but why? why? No. What's, what's motivating? I, I have loved being part of the community again and feeling like I belong. And after we'd gone there for a while, I think I was going to choir practice one night, and I was walking up the sidewalk, and I thought, oh, I belong here. I belong here. I know where to go when I walk in. People will know my name. I'm going to go practice in choir now. I know where the bathroom is, the kitchen. I belong here. Mm. And I totally remember walking in and feeling that one day. <laughs> this is my place now. Yeah. So I like that feeling. Yeah. And I think it doesn't give me everything I once dreamed of in a church, and no church we ever gone to, we've ever been to, did. But I have such different expectations now. I really just want community. It gives me a lot of nostalgia about mm. my childhood church, and I'm just kind of drinking in the sweetness of it. Is that and because not it's kind of a lot of it? Because there's some liturgy and stuff, or what's the nostalgia about it? Yeah, it's, it's kind of old school. Yeah, I mean, it's not super liturgical, but it's no, it's smaller. It's liturgical. We sing hymns. People openly share kind of their prayer requests, and that's where yeah, you kind of know it's what, just kind of small yeah. and sweet, and it's small enough that you make a difference. Which is very different than you know where we were going, which for the area was a, was a quite a large church. You know, uh, had a lot of advantages being a large church, but it was a different sort of feel on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. You're not going to just, you're not going to just, yeah. hey, anybody have any prayer requests? Anybody want to have any announcements? No. You know, no. you, just couldn't, you couldn't pull that off in a, no. in a no. bigger church. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I get now. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Steve? Well, yeah, I mean, since, since we're, we're kind of going together, same, yeah. you know, going a couple of years now, uh, I have taken on a volunteer leadership role. Um, which I wasn't ever going to do, but it, it just it has such a different feel for it. I think, I think what I was looking for and what I got before was more of a, I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. Now I, well, yeah, I should have thought of this before, but now I feel like I'm doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Like, huh. Huh. I felt like I was doing it right. Now I'm not worried about if I'm doing it right or not. Like, if I miss a Sunday morning, I just don't feel bad about it. Yeah. You know, there's times where I could have gone and I just choose not to. Yeah. Even though I'm in leadership and I feel like I'm not going to be judged. I feel like I don't have to do it right. I feel the freedom to do that. Uh, I do feel like I'll be missed by yeah. some. I mean, I'm not super. I'm not as 
social as Tracy is. You know, I'll pick and choose my spots yeah. a little bit, but I do think people will miss me. They'll ask about, you know, where I was or whatever out of out of a caring heart. But I feel like I'm doing the right thing just because I feel like the church is more lined up with where I've gotten to in my philosophy on life um, and people and humanity. So I feel like yeah. it's just it's easy to go to and listen to, even though the music isn't my thing. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's good music as far as traditional Methodist church goes, uh, but I'm much more of a contemporary, I want to listen to Bob Seger and John Cougar Mellencamp stuff. That's yeah, what I want yeah, to hear. Yeah. Um, so the music isn't the greatest thing for me. Uh, I think they do a really nice job with the messages. I think there's some application stuff, and they're really, uh, it's really a heartfelt message, which I feel like is just out of their heart, uh, mm-hmm. which is, means a lot to me. So I don't know, I, I feel like I'm, I get stuff out of there, both for my mm-hmm. mind and my heart, I think. Yeah. Um, and and the people are just super sweet that go there, and that yeah. sounds like I'm saying other people in other churches aren't, but maybe just being around the older the older crowd is good for me. I think I I resonate better with older people okay. or something. Yeah. Um, I'm not cool enough to be with the young people. Um, <laughs> I haven't had um, you know the addiction issues which a lot of people at the other church had, so I can't really relate. I can show empathy and compassion. It just feels like these are. There are a lot of school teachers, a lot of um, former business people or current business people, and I feel like those are people that I kind of understand hmm. a little bit better. I think there's more Enneagram fives, or <laughs> or <laughs> that like like you know, and I just think at our, at our old church, I don't didn't feel like that was the same sort of crowd or whatever. So I don't know. Um, I, I it just feels comfortable, and I do feel like I'm helping and making a difference mm-hmm. there, but it's not the driving force anymore and I think five six years of not going to church anywhere sort of I don't know it gave me a reprieve from some of that pressure yeah and when we decided to re-engage it was about community first which uh, I think we've, we've found that to some degree especially Tracy has really found it there and I've made some some good friendships I think there I think a huge thing I get there too is I get not annoyed like <laughs> that's true you no matter said, yeah. what the message is I love our pastors so much and they always say the unexpected and the compassionate loving yeah, view on something and I'm so glad to not leave church hostile about what was said and you said that to our pastor at least twice oh where my gosh you yeah. said after the, after the service you said to them the biggest compliment I can give you is I wasn't annoyed at all. I was never annoyed. <laughs> but that is and a huge compliment. that whole message, you did not annoy me once, which was like a miracle Because we're going to talk about whatever, evangelism or something. Yes. And, like, and you're, you're like, I'm just going to be so annoyed. And you were not. Because it's a very loving and approach. I can't to, yeah, even say how good that feels. A different approach. And I, I want to be careful. I'm not trying to judge other whatever, but just right. sort of where we are at. Yeah. And our perspective on life yeah. and religion and faith. Nothing got my hackles up, which is, says a lot. Right. Says a lot. You're hackleless. So you would say that you started attending church for community. Yes. Yeah. That's how you would say that. Yeah. Yep. You were looking and for community. I think, yeah, I think, yes. I think, yes. For Tracy, for sure. For me, to some degree. Okay. To feel like I belong somewhere. But I think it's probably a lot of curiosity just because um, I met these guys, these pastors. Pete Trulene and I were doing a podcast. And we thought, well, let's interview these new pastors of the Methodist Church. And interviewed them like... Whoa, wait, time out. It was like when Tracy first found out that you could be a Christian and a Democrat. Mm-hmm. It was like that kind of a moment for me, like, <laughs> wait, you can be a Christian and be have these perspectives on these types of individuals or on church or whatever. 
it was like, yeah. and I, I think I knew that logically, but yeah. I'd never really met somebody because I assumed if you meet somebody who's has that perspective and they're a Christian, they're just sort of a flaky weirdo. Because that was kind of what we were raised under. Not that they ever said it, but I think that was, you know, yeah. if you weren't hardcore, you know, literalist, fundamentalist, you were some sort of a wishy-washy, going to hell, warm, you know, lukewarm, you know, heathen. Yeah. And all of a sudden I met somebody with, with, this, with two people, married couple, with super strong convictions, very smart, very well educated, could, very, could articulate these things very well. Yeah. You know, and so I think yeah. that was for me, like, what have we here? Huh. And I knew she really wanted to go to a church, so that was where it felt like, I think I can stomach this. Huh. So it was yeah. part of curiosity <laughs> and part of a lot of respect I had for this young married couple pastors. So I think that's why I started, or why yeah, we started, yeah. I think. And it, and it was, and it fit with your deconstruction. Yeah, I felt where you were de- in deconstruction. If it were where I was, because I'm a, I'm a big question asker, and I was still asking a ton of questions, and I'm still asking a ton of questions. Mm-hmm. And one of their core values, one of their the three-pronged mission they have is authentic questions. And I felt that. Like, I could go there and ask any question. In fact, they let me start a start a group based on what questions do we have called the wrestling room, which is something I tried to start at the earlier church. And, um, you know, kind of the feedback. We don't want people asking questions, you know, because that could open up a can of worms or whatever. And right. here I'm now in a place where they're saying, no, not only is it okay, it's like we celebrate it. Ask questions. In fact, start something where other people can come ask their questions. Mm-hmm. Ask them what questions they have. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, yeah. this is very, yeah. So where I was at in the deconstruction mm-hmm. was I had a lot of questions and I didn't really have outlets other than our group, which is great. But here was this mm-hmm. community that said, yeah, come on in with your questions. Yeah, yeah. And I do think in the past, I had so many expectations of church, like, to feed me spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. I was desperate. And after not going, we just learned how to feed ourselves. So there wasn't all that pressure that I put on churches in the past, like, rock my world because this needs to get me through the week, kind of. Okay. You got to blow my mind. I want a paradigm shift. I want to feel the Holy Spirit. I mean... Best hour of the week. Yeah. Now I'm just like, I got plenty of podcasts and books and Apple music. I'm okay. (laughs) But I need some people. I'm more curious if we learn how to feed ourselves or if we learn how to not be hungry. (laughs) I'm not sure which actually happens. I feed myself. I fed myself. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. Clearly you're eating something. (laughs) I fed myself. But I do think the standard, for me, I think there was some seriousness in that. I became less hungry in a sense of... I didn't feel like I needed that or whatever, so I think I re yeah. I learned how to be okay not having the the best hour of the week be mm-hmm. nine thirty in the morning on a Sunday, you know. Is that being okay kind of related to what you were deconstructing? We're okay. It's not necessary have tos that you yeah, for have to do have to do A, B and C and D in order to be okay. Is that part of that? Mm-hmm. I was yeah, that's a good wonder. insight for for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean my my deconstruction left me in a place where it was okay to not go to church. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. And you yeah. could say, well, that's because yeah. you deconstructed so that you were okay with yourself. <laughs> no, deconstruction was super painful. Yeah. It was very hard, and yes. it still is hard to some degree. It was the, yeah. the goal wasn't to figure out a paradigm that made me be okay. It was to come up with a paradigm that I thought was actually mm-hmm. reflective of my experience and what I know of God, if there is a God, and, you know, all those sorts uh-huh. of things. So, But, yeah, no, it was more consistent with that. So then I was, I'm okay. And I feel like I'm okay now if I so didn't go to church every nice, night. How nice to be in a place like that where you can... Right. I mean, 
you mentioned earlier, is it right or wrong? That's not the yeah. question anymore. That's, right. That's not the point. And I think the that's question. where the the fundamentalist in me, or I'm sure if there are people listening to this that are fundamentalists, would say, yeah, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. You're just okay with yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I, I honor and respect that sort of paradigm. I'm not there anymore, but I think that's where it's coming from. It's like, well, of course you think you're okay. You're all just wishy-washy, lukewarm, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, make up your own God, make up your own belief. You're not mm-hmm. believing in the Bible. So that is... The danger side, if fundamentalism is correct, right, we are right, that. Right, right, yeah, yeah. You know, if yeah. fundamentalism is not correct, then I think we're okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or if it even matters, yeah. which is correct. But mm-hmm. but I think that is, like we talked about before, we went down the slippery slope. Yep, we did. We went down the slippery slope. Everybody right. warned us about it. And it was slippery. And it was slippery. Yeah, it was really yep. slippery. And it was real. And we're at, the, we're at the bottom or wherever we are, but we are down that slope. And yeah. if you're still at the top of the top of the hill, you're saying, yep. That's what happens. There's, there's and four examples. And we're at the bottom going, yes, yeah. this is what happened. It's interesting. Can, do you see that your current experience at this church, or a church, any church, like I don't want to say this church sure. specifically, could lead to looking at things in a fundamental way again, but just with a liberal bent? Um, do you know what I'm saying well, here? Well, yeah, if you can define what you mean by fundamental. Um, our ways... The, the right way is that I mean it's just a question yeah. that I've had over the last couple I, of years like can we as with liberal mindset oh, become right. fundamental in our liberalism oh yeah a lot of people right? have a lot right? of people have for sure and and yep. then and then develop an intense situation between yeah. them and others again no I think I think that's right I think there are very fundamentalist liberals I guess what, my word choice I should have used is more conservative meaning um Biblically, sort of literalist biblical okay. view. Okay. Yeah. But you're right. You okay. can be fundamentally anything. You can be fundamentally yeah. atheist. Right. Right. Meaning, you know, we have the right way. Nobody else has the wrong way. That's how I would interpret it. You're yeah. you're right. And I think that's we've talked about that before. Sort of just relabeling your your boxes, right? Mm-hmm. You're right. fundamentalist right. conservative biblical, and now you're fundamentalist liberal. You're still fundamentalist. You're still causing division. Correct. Yeah. 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 yeah I think you can become fundamentalist. I don't. I don't see myself going down that road anymore but who knows I mean I, I do feel like this paradigm is a more accurate reflection of God and the universe yeah I was just I, yeah I was just at a service that you at that church and I what I really appreciated about it is they were talking about I want to say it was forgiveness and it was about um, that they had a text. It was beautiful, and I think it was maybe it was in a song that we sang at the end, and it was talking about how we forgive those who've wronged us, but we also not. Oh, you guys! I wish I would have thought about this before. But what it did is it took, even it took those who usually end up outside the box and said, and their hearts too, and their perspectives even too. It was a beautiful ser- part of the service that I was like, okay. Okay, mm-hmm. this isn't just about those who accept um, a, the right. lifestyles, get sexual lifestyles. Aren't o- it's not just those who are open to it, but it was also those who aren't. And I thought that was really um, liberal. I mean, and that's my definition. I mean, using that kind of definition, very op- liberal and, and accepting. And I mm-hmm. thought it was beautiful. I thought it was beautiful, and I thought, oh, this is this is not just about getting on the other side of the coin and now pressing that in a way that's going to end up excluding 
<laughs> again mm -hmm. because it's so tricky it's such a tricky dance for me to try to figure out what where I want to be and what I want to do because I'm not to the place of attending regularly or um but I've been to a couple class I've been to a class and I've been to services and I am connected to some people that are there because I had previous relationships with them and I know them that way and it's been a it's a beautiful place that you found and it's not very common in the area um is for those pieces I don't see that happening mm -hmm. very many places so anyway just a thought is it those people that are drawing you there when you do go or is it the music or what draws you there when you do show up I go because I can not that I have to not even necessarily that I want to but I have the freedom to because <laughs> I I don't want to have to and I don't want to even I'm not ready to want to yet I'm not ready to say that I need it yet. but on a Sunday morning but, you could go to the Catholic Church you could go to the bar and grill mm -hmm, you could mm -hmm. hang out at home mm -hmm. so when you do go to church what is it just sort of random like oh maybe I should no, do that or is no. there something that draws you at all or no I'm drawn to the people there I mean they're um I'm drawn you guys are there you're usually present Tracy's usually there Steve is actually, I think every time you've been there, you've been there. But <laughs> I just sit behind you in ways you don't know that it's because you, uh, you come in after the shaking of the hands. Or whatever. <laughs> you and another friend of ours who doesn't want to shake hands. I'm actually okay with shaking hands. I just, just don't put the pressure on myself. Well, you live so far away. That's probably. I know. <laughs> I know. It's just so hard to get there. And then you show up when they don't have church. I know. What's that deal? <laughs> anyway, but it's, um, yeah, it's, I like. I love music in whatever format. I love community. I like being a part of something bigger than myself. Yeah, I do. How you say it's any any draws to this church, any church, other church? Very little. Yeah. Very little draw whatsoever. You've come come a couple times, but with Greta, or to support yeah. me on something. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't avoid it like the plague type yeah. of a thing. Um, <laughs> I don't, I, I have tried to be open to get things out of it, and if I'm honest with myself, I just don't. Yeah. Other than hanging out afterwards and chatting with somebody here or there, and that's part of the reason I like to go with Greta is if we're going to find some friends together, it's nice to find them together so that she's not just out finding friends and going other places and I'm going different directions. It's kind of fun to be together, and I mean, there's great people there. That's That's not the issue. I don't feel unwelcome mm -hmm. but I do not feel what you feel Trace I don't feel like these are my peeps um, I feel like if I were to share fully again they would not cast me out but there would be a barrier that I wouldn't They there's that belief system that it doesn't gel doesn't gel or um, go together and so I think there's just a limiting factor um, and so it makes me feel like I'm not drawn I haven't, I haven't found my peeps um, even even in podcasts yet, I haven't fully found. Maybe because I really don't know what my peeps would look like, for sure. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask. At least, I mean, cause I you, you've got peeps in other worlds, you know, in your, your teaching world and your sure. poker world and those sorts of things. But in, you know, in, in church world, I mean, do you feel like you need to kind of figure out more about where you're going to land? Or do you feel like you've landed enough and it's just a matter of finding the people? Or you're not... I mean, what, yeah. Good question. I mean, like, we went to another church. You know, we went to a, a UU church, a small UU church. I'm just kind of curious, like, 
do you feel like you need to before you can connect with people on sort of a spiritual church level you need to kind of process more yourself or you just need to find people that are just kind of where you are at and or yeah. doesn't that matter I think I'm the further I'm going down the journey the further I'm going away from church that I'm going to find the answer at a church from a, an um, organizational church an organization or even something that would call itself a church um, that would use the word the, God that would use the word God mm-hmm. that would use you know that um, that that place I'm just not um, I'm finding less and less connection with the word God um, the, the further down this path we go and so if I'm looking at a church I'm probably going to be finding people that have found comfort in that and so I wouldn't call myself an atheist we discussed the last sure. church we were at there was somebody else there that had he called himself a pessimistic, pessimistic agnostic is that or an op- optimistic, or an optimistic agnostic. agnostic yeah I think he was or what he, he said he was no, pessimistic yeah. but he thinks there's he thinks everybody's basically not agnostic he would say because he would say really nobody, nobody really knows, knows. Yeah. it's just if you're optimistic or pessimistic yeah, yeah. and so that's kind of where I'm open to the, to the idea but the more books I'm on tape I'm listening to the more I'm traveling this journey I'm just I'm, I'm not drawn that direction I'm, I'm going further and further away from it I'm finding do you still like so, spiritual conversations or are you feel like okay so you still like love, spiritual conversations because I, 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 I there's something deep and down in me that wants to be wrong about the direction I'm going uh, towards the pessimistic agnostic <laughs> I want to get back to kind of where you guys are I would love that but if I'm being authentic yep, I'm just yep. not and, and I'm done. I'm done pretending, at least for now. Maybe I'll pretend again. And, you know, that, that's some Let other us know when you're yeah. Wait, maybe you'll <laughs> pretend again. Were you pretending before? I think there was a lot of pretending in in my growing up. Even in heyday. In, even even in heyday. If I'm if I'm honest. Yeah. There's the piece where I didn't understand, so I just pretended like it was. Um, Pentecostal days would be the most exaggerated. Mercy, fall. Mercy Falls. <laughs> talking in tongues when I didn't. I was just making it up. And that's some people's definition of it. So maybe it was real. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But there was a few of those things where I would go along. I wanted so bad for it to be real that right. I wasn't going to stop right. it on my own. I was going to be open and not, you know, let my ego get in the way. Because your just, heart wanted yeah, it. Yeah, just because this doesn't make sense to me doesn't mean... I'm not going to let that get in the way. I'm going to try to at least go along with what the teachings are and and at least open myself up to it. And that way I can look back and kind of go, hmm, no, you, you did really try. You weren't you weren't just being a egomaniac and thinking you knew it all. And, but that's exhausting. To do that. Yeah. To be pretending. Absolutely. For 40 years. Especially when you don't know and some people, the leadership will tell you, well, that's what it is. You know, that's what talking in tongues is. You have to... You know, God's not going to hyper, you know, you know, take over your, your vocal cords. You have to put the effort forth. And, you know, those are some of the definitions. I'm going, what? Okay, I guess that's yeah. talking in tongues, and uh, let's go with it. I guess I, I yeah. talk in tongues now. But if I look back, I, I don't know that I buy it now. I did then. I thought mm-hmm. I talked in tongues, and it worked for that point in my life. I'm not angry about it. I'm not bitter. But I look now and kind of go, I, I don't want to pretend anymore. I... I'm just going to go along, and if I don't believe, I'm not going to pretend like I believe. I don't need to poo-poo others that do. Right. I don't need to drag others down, but I'm not going to just go along without asking questions. So the big so, challenge is how do you find spiritual discussions right. Right. without going to a church, right? That's just... that's. In some ways, that's a great That's kind of what you're looking question. for, right? Yeah. You're looking for spiritual discussions, yep. but church isn't doing yeah. it for you. It doesn't even have to be spiritual, but... Deep. Deeper. 
existential? Is that the right word? It's a, good word. It's a word. Yeah. <laughs> it is it's a word. A, it's an impressive word. It's I don't know. It's a word. Yeah. 25 cent word. So okay. maybe that's, you know, that's deep. That's deep thinking. But even those are hard to find. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're, you know, it's just yeah. hard to find those people yeah. that want to go deep like yeah. that. Because my old Christian friends do get glossed over if you start really talking about. Well, the word really, existential is going to scare them you, to well, death. right. Start yeah. there. Yep. And yep. so very, very odd, you know, situations there where, I, again, it just, you can do it and get through it, but you don't walk away going, ah. That's one of my peeps, you know, that type of thing, or that's somebody I could belong with. I just haven't had that in a really, really long time. I haven't mm-hmm. heard a few things on a few podcasts, a few chapters of books that I've come across for going, oh, you're saying way better than what I'm saying. You're using the words I would like to use from now on. You're mm-hmm. explaining this. How That's what I'm thinking. A couple chapters, or a couple, you know, just here it's hit and miss. But it, it, there's not a big... the. That community isn't real active, or I haven't found it at least. If there is a community like like that somewhere, but I I have a hard time believing I'm alone. I just for sure. Yeah, I don't no. think I've made things up in my own head. That's something brand new to this <laughs> to this world. It's got to be that maybe it just looks different than what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So so where do we, where do you guys go from here? Where do you see you going from here? Church-wise or, or other? Can I deviate for one second? Yes. For that? I was thinking to go back to, like, when I talked about those years but when we didn't go to church, how we fed ourselves, so-called air quotes. Why well, I became less hungry and you fed yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, I do remember from those years and even a few years previously, because the church we went to was kind of for new believers, so Sickers. it wasn't super mm-hmm. deep and heady. So those those years there, and for sure when we left the church, I put so much pressure on you guys and anyone else in our small group to, like, have those deep discussions. Mm-hmm. I would just come panicky mm-hmm. on Friday nights. And if anyone was trying to, like, socialize about anything other than the topic we were supposed yeah. to talk about, I would just panic because I would think, this is my only chance. This is my mm. only chance to talk deep about mm. spiritual things. We can't talk about anything else. How our kids are doing, nothing. <laughs> We're reading this book. I want deep discussion on this chapter. I remember that intensity. Yeah, I know. I mean, I was just panic-stricken for years about Friday nights. So it wasn't as flippant as I made it sound before, like, oh, we're just feeding ourselves. No, I was counting on other people that help feed me, too. Just and churning through. Podcasts weren't as popular back then. Not Maybe at the beginning. it would have calmed them down yeah, a whole bunch. No, it was the but books they we were weren't reading. back then. Right. Yeah. It was people in books. So you, yeah. just, you just churned through small group members. I basically, basically <laughs> chew them up. Basically, no, yeah. I, that's interesting. Yeah, but I actually don't remember that. I did that have level a lot of panic back then. I, don't, I remember you wanted a lot out of it. I don't remember that level of intensity. It was there. Like that. Okay, I believe you. Greta's, Greta's not in her head. <laughs> I remember some of it. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So what was your question? Well, no, I'm just kind of curious. So where do, we, where do you guys see yourself going? Not that we have a big plan or whatever. I'm just kind of curious. Do you feel more churches in the future for you? Less church? About the same? Kind of comfortable where it's at? I'm just kind of curious. Not that I... Like, I agree with you guys. Church isn't the answer to me. I'm just kind of curious... Mm-hmm. About yeah. this whole thing. Obviously, we were all in it. We all left it. And now we're kind of, yeah. you know, you, you darken the doors a little bit here and there. But, you know, the three of us are 
back in it in some mm-hmm. capacity or another mm-hmm. in the yeah. institutional church. Right. I mean, you listen to podcasts and stuff too, but where, where do My you see... My like, deepest what? hope yep. is that church will stay the same, but I'll get more God one day. I'm fine with how church is at. I don't need more or less of it, but I definitely need more God, so I hope that's in my future. Can you say more about... What do you mean, more God? More what does that mean to you? of what I, more feeling close to God, okay. more believing more about Him, or her, more faith <laughs> about the universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you open? Because I'm happy with my church, but I am lacking a lot. It's a spiritual of God. side. You want more spiritual? Yeah. So is feeling. the church? A good avenue for that, or will you have to find that outside of the church? It's a good avenue in that I look at a lot of people I trust and think are smart people there. Well, if they believe it, it can't be completely crazy to believe, so it makes me feel more okay the deeper down the path of believing I go again. They're not hindering me, which is huge. and they're helping a little, but it just seems like a personal thing. I'm. Do they have more God? Um, some of them, maybe. It's hard to know. I think it, mm-hmm. that is one of the key differences between this church and the other church, whether it's real or whatever. But there's less talk about the personal relationship. There's less mm-hmm. talk about, you know, seeking God and you know, just really just pressing into God or feeling the presence of God. And it could be happening. There's just this less chatter about it. Versus the other, do the more you know conservative evangelical churches. I think that's a that's a very common thing to say on stage. It's a very common way to greet each other. It's a very common small group topic. You know, how are you feeling, God? How are you know? I how felt, close are you to God? Is yeah. not even on anyone's radar at our church. Well, I wouldn't say I'm go that far. Well, it, it doesn't seem to ever come up. Right. It's not. It's not. One People of the main, aren't lamenting not right. feeling close to it's God. It's not one of the main anyway. topics of conversation. No. Yeah, so, so I think my, my point being, so it's something, that part of it you might have to pursue more on your own through external resources. Yeah. You're not going to have somebody yeah. driving you. Like like in the, no. you know, at, the, at the other church, people, somebody might inspire you. Somebody might go on stage mm-hmm. and talk about it. You might go, that's what I, I'm just going to crave. You know, I'm, I'm going to yeah. go after that. Yeah. Here you have to kind of motivate it more yourself, <laughs> I think. Yeah. yeah. I think for me what I'm excited about with this with this church specifically, and one thing I shared a while ago is I would love to, be part of introducing a new perspective of God to the community or to people. Like, that's the biggest thing that I've seen pivot in my world is just that there's a new way to understand God. That you don't have to understand God a certain way. You can actually um, believe that God, at least in my perspective, is is more loving, is more inclusive, is more accepting, regardless yes. of, of race, religion, sexual orientation, yes. gender identity, whatever it might be. Yes. Um, just that that you are okay um that that paradigm of god i think whether it's again i don't what people believe is one thing but sort of what i caught out of some of that was yeah god loves you but there's somehow a little bit less than if you're not fitting into a certain box or if you're not praying enough or whatever so uh maybe that sounds harsh but i think for me the church involvement is good for me personally but if I were to have some sort of impact through the church, I would love to have some small role in letting people know in this area 
that there is another way to view God, that you don't have to choose one or the other, either the sinner's in the hands of an angry God or nothing mm-hmm. right. kind of yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, I see us involved in the church for the foreseeable future. I, I, I really like the people. I like the leadership. I would like to build more connections, I think, there. Personal connections. Mm-hmm. Number of acquaintances, but I don't have you any. You might have to stay for coffee hour. I know. Mister. It's, <laughs> hey. And not run out. I know. It's hard being it's a five. I mean, I will. Five, yeah. Because I'm, I'm like you, Stacey, in the sense of I do like having deeper conversations. I mean, you like the really deep. Mm-hmm. I don't like to go as deep just because it becomes too much time for me. Um but I do like more of that. Like if I can find somebody to kind of talk to them one off or whatever, even if it's about sports, that. But it's yeah, it's a it's a hard thing for me to, to do just to go into a coffee hour and mm-hmm. sit at a table and have a whole bunch of people talking to you. That's hard. So <laughs> that is a that is a hindrance for me. Mm-hmm. And I think people are like, why isn't he sticking around? Yeah. The nice thing about that church, I don't think very many people are judging. I guess I don't I think really so. Don't think I really so. don't think so. I really don't feel that. You know, internally, I'm going like they're probably yeah, wondering why. That, but. You know, if I'm on this council, why am I yeah. not active in coffee hour? But that's my own baggage. I think that's a good mm-hmm. reminder. Yeah. How about you, Greta? What's your What do you think is going to happen with you in church? Well, it's it's tricky because what Stacy has just been sharing tonight on this broadcast is some of his stuff about his past and I've just had I unfortunately am influenced by people around me and it's tricky it's be it's a hard thing for me to know what's gonna what it's gonna be like going forward I don't I can't plan it with my spouse I can't because he's in a different place and I don't know what to I don't want him faking I want him to be authentic and and yet I don't want to do this thing alone but I need people and so I'm kind of in a I'm in a probably a state of turmoil at some level about what the future looks like um, because of the past so that said individually in pers- that was just ice probably falling off of our oh, roof <laughs> no I don't know but or a bear. if you heard something in the, two, the yeah. microphone we have like chunks of huge like 50 pounds of ice yeah. coming off our roof um, from our terrible winter. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I don't, I will consider, I will, I know I will seek, because I've always been seeking. I believe that there's something else going on that I am not fully aware of, and I believe, I, I want to believe in the benevolence of that. What, what, how it's God, and how Jesus, or any, or Buddha, or anybody has, influence that Martin Luther King Jr., whatever. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not going to define it, but church, um, to me, is some of these relationships, and I hope to keep building the ones that I have, the ones that I have that are your church, the ones with you guys, with Stacy. I guess that's my answer. It's not as defined yeah. um, at this point. I, I do... Um, resonate with what you were talking about, Steve. I think it would be a beautiful message for for the whole county to know about is um, what a gracious, um, open, um, fully accepting experience of the divine can be. It would be beautiful, but I don't know what that looks like as my role in it. I don't know, but that's me. 
Yeah, for see a time. How about you? We'll probably re-engage in some way. I I think the further I go, the more confident I'll become in just who I am, and then I can exist pretty easy in an environment mm -hmm. where I am not seeing eye to eye. I don't need to go there to get fed like you were talking about, Tracy. I can go there to build the relationships, and if I, I, I see it in Greta, you, you are in need of this group, this community of that, and I, so I feel we're going to get back to that somehow, and that doesn't mean it has to be a big spiritual opening for me every, every Sunday or Saturday or whenever they meet, I, but I can also build those relationships with you. And then we can have that together, and you not feel like, oh, this is just going along. Because I'll go along and maybe hang out by the fireplace and you know chat with somebody, and you could, you're in the service, and I get as much out of it as you do that day. Because I had a wonderful chat with some somebody along the way, you know. So I, I see it that I could fit in that environment, especially the one at the Methodist church that we've been going to. The haven't met a soul there I haven't enjoyed yet, you know, and so. I don't, I don't see that that could be a, a real big hang-up, especially if it's something that you cling on to as well. And if you're not finding it there, then maybe we'll find it somewhere else. But I, I feel like you need that more than I do, but I need you, and I need us to do a lot of life together now that we got all the kids out of the house, so I'm more than happy to go along with that. And it doesn't have to be the big feeding thing for me. Just I just see a time when we're we're gonna have to find something. And if it's not that, maybe it's volunteering at the Red Cross or you know I don't know. But I think we'll be doing something where we fit. Like you guys have used that word fit in. I, th I think we just need to at some point find somewhere where we fit. Even if it's not the deep spiritual thing for me, we just need to fit as far as the, as a couple and building relationships and that type of thing. I don't know if that makes sense. Okay, well, as we wrap up, any any last uh, last words, last thoughts about the church, where we've been, where we are, where we maybe are going? I hope I can find a way to fit in with you three so we can, as you gain new friendships, I can enjoy those. We've found a few that we've done some game nights together and tried some stuff. It's been fun. So I hope, I hope if I'm thinking on a different page that I can still find that you guys are my peeps even though um, we might be on a different page spiritually that that doesn't have to start a slippery slope away or that type of thing because that, that deep down is a concern for me it's a hard hard potential reality to think about well I think the reality of the church we're going to now I mean there's yeah, probably everybody I've talked to there is somewhere different spiritually it's just yeah. the reality like very few yeah. people are in the same place or even thought about the same thing. So, in a sense, I really do yeah. view church now as it's it's a gathering of friends, and Diversity. then and then we hear some different perspectives on some spiritual things. Yeah. Versus, it's a gathering of like-minded, faith-constructed yep. people that we're all going to kind of get a get a, a pep talk okay. uh, that's aligned with how we all believe. Right. I think it's two very different yeah. models. So for me, it's it's a little bit easier to say, or hopefully to get to the point of. I'm going to go hang out with my friends, yeah. you know, and we're going to talk about spiritual things that knowing full well that everybody that's listening is at a different place. Because yeah. yep. I, I know that there are different people across a broad spectrum um, at that church. Yeah. And are, and are going to interpret and view things very, very differently. So I think that, for me, that will make it easier and less of a, 
concern that way. Yeah. And yeah. like Reda says, it's easier for us as liberals, all of us, to just be like, well, we're fine with whatever you believe, you know? Yeah. So at least we're in that kind of position with our beliefs. Plus, I never feel like, even if you completely disagree with us, I never feel judged about it or anything, mm-hmm. so... Well, and even if it's liberal or conservative, to me, just for, for me, the linchpin is hell's not on the line. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's kind of that erases a lot of the pressure Interesting. of yeah. any yeah. of it, too. Just knowing that yes. I might agree or disagree or whatever, but yeah. I don't feel like either you, it's one or the other, either you or me are condemned to right. hell. Right. Yeah. I think just yeah. for me, removing that big piece of the pressure that is helps big. a ton. Because mm-hmm. then we can just talk about spiritual things. Even debate spiritual things, yeah. Yeah. but I don't feel that same sort of pressure. We've got to figure out who's right here because yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. something's got to give. We can't both be right, and yeah, think of where we'd and be. The road is narrow. That was so. still the yeah, in the yeah. Box, and right? knowing that deep down yeah. you want to believe something, mm-hmm. I just like to know that because mm-hmm. I do too. I want to believe way more than I yeah. believe right now. Yeah. So got too many things in the air right now. Is that what you mean? You'd like to pin some more things down? Is that what you mean by believe more? I don't think she has that same sort of... Yeah, just back to my I want more God. She's more I of mean, a building... Here's what I know and kind of building on top versus me. I feel like I've got yeah. a million things out here that I need okay. to pin down. Yeah. I think she's looking for... you got building blocks that you're trying yeah, to build on. Yeah, I'm I'd more say. building blocks. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And I have about three. <laughs> I want about... <laughs> Three million. So yeah. I'm way behind the curve. <laughs> you got some work to do. I just listened to Oprah interview Deepak Chopra today, and um, at the end, you know, he's just very well spoken and has lots of understanding about mind, body, and spirit, and all this stuff. And at the end, she says, "So, what are you certain?" You know, she asked her a question. She always asks like five questions. Because what are you certain of, Deepak? And he said, "Nothing." And that was kind of how he left it. And that was kind of the end. Mm. I'm not certain of anything but hopeful for much kind of thing. Uh, so good. Very good. Well, with, with that, I think that's a good way to wrap this up. So thanks, everybody. We'll chat with you next time. Peace out.